0: Good morning. Good morning. This is Michael Stamps with Grace Talk podcast. I want to apologize to our listeners for the late upload on the past video we did on Monday. Let me tell you what we talked about on Monday was so incredible. And it was so many things that God was even downloading in the room. And uh, we were so caught up or I was so caught up that I thought I had everything running like it needed to go. And uh, I forgot to uh, actually go live with the audio. So the first 35 minutes we lost of our review or, or our episode four about when was our all in moment. And uh, so we missed some of that, but what I wanted to do because there was still a lot of things that um, that God was still downloading, I was able to capture the last thirty minutes of our session. So um, we will actually start off with Chris Payne giving his awesome testimony, and uh, it transform, or I mean, it would actually go to Corey Lee uh, of what God had given him, and he had wrote down that morning. It is so good. I am sorry that it's cut short. And maybe we'll be able to come back in and uh, even do um, the part that we missed out last uh, Monday. But we wanted to let you know what was going on. And we appreciate uh, you, our listeners and just continue to bear with us. We're still learning a few things. I had a, a few technical things going on, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better. So I just wanted to thank you for watching. And I uh, hope the message that you hear today will bless you. Once again, this is Michael Stamps with Grace Talk. God bless you.
1: And, and so and so, anyways, and so they told me about the Russellville Dream Center. I get on the phone, I call them, and uh, I break down telling them, like, You know, I'm struggling, this and that. Can I come? They're like, I'll call you back. It's at 3.30 on that day. They called me back. They said, yeah, you can come in. I said, okay, when do I need to be there? They said, be here today at 6.30. I said, whoa, I started backing up like, hold up now. (laughs) Today at 6.30? I can't come today at 6:30. I got to take care of this. I've got yeah. to do this. I got to take care of all these other different things. And they told me, "No, if you want help, you come today." And I thank God for it today yes. because if I would have waited till tomorrow to get a little bit of extra money in my yes. pocket, I would have ran again. That's why the good Lord says, "Today is the day of salvation." Yes. Well, let me go first bury my father. Let me go first <laughs> say bye to everybody else. No, <laughs> come put on. your hand on the plow and don't yes. look back. And I wish I could tell you that that was the moment that I was all in. No, I was that was at the that was the moment that I was like So I went to rehab that day, but I didn't go, I didn't wake up that day like, man, today's the day I'm going to change my life and give my life to the Lord. I'm ready for it. No, I went that morning because I was running. Y'all, I woke up that morning wanting to get high. I'm going to be real with you. But I had no money. I had uh, no options. I had consequences, and I had everybody else shutting the door on me. So I had nowhere else to go but to run. And I was running from all my mess. And little did I know that as I ran to this rehab to get away from all this chaos that I brought myself on, as I was running from everything, I was running to a father the whole time ready to take me Come in. Come on. And he had placed positions to allow that. And so I went to this program, the Russellville Dream Center. And here's the thing about it. It was in this transition, man, that there's some all in. So, so it was there that I seen it in somebody else. I said, "Man, I want what they got. Man, they got some. They got some passion. They got some purpose. They got some fire." And my my heart's desire is that people will see that in me mm-hmm. and not say, "Hey, man, want to give thanks to Chris or anything like that?" But like, want to chase the God that I serve. Yes. Amen. You know, that's what I tell them. I seen it in somebody else. I said, "Man, it, it made me not to want to chase the man, but chase the God of the man." Mm-hmm. And it stirred yes. up with hunger and thirst and. And it was on March 10th, 2013, that I surrendered my life to Christ on top bunk of room six. And I remember a prayer to pray, and I did that. And I really believe that that was the pivotal moment, that I really went in all all in, so to speak. Like, God, I'm your way, not my way. And, um, but through this, this is something. Listen, y'all. So in this, the Lord brought me out of Egypt, right? But it was a six-month program, and I stayed five and a half years. Do you know why? Because the Lord brought me out of Egypt. My Egypt was Tupelo, Verona. I'm talking yeah. about the streets, all these other different things. The Lord brought me out of Egypt. Come on now. Somebody yeah. needs to hear this. Come on. But but I had to stay there five and a half years for the Lord to get Egypt out of me. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Because here's the thing about it. So many times I could get out of Egypt. And then I would end up going right back to Egypt because Egypt was still into me. And I tell people this all the time. Man, the world can get you out of addiction, but only Jesus Christ can get addiction out of you. Mm -hmm. Come on. And so here's the thing. And so as I'm in this thing and staying there five and a half years, y'all, I'm learning how to live life. I'm learning, and and I'm having accountability, and I'm having all these other different things that's helping me along the way. And then uh, I remember I was sitting in there. Um, one of the times, and I've, I wrote all this stuff down as well. Man, one time the Lord spoke to me, and He said, Chris, uh, you're going to be a mighty warrior of mine, this is your training ground. See, I didn't know what any of that looked like, but yeah. I was just like, okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. And then another time that, um, you know, He just, uh, I remember I was sitting up in a, uh, in my room and I was just doing some study, and the Lord spoke to me so plainly, like just, and I felt it in my spirit. And uh, Chris, I'm, I'm going to use you. To tell the people what they need to hear, but you gotta first listen to me. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, so I, and I always listen to me. Somebody out there, you feel like God's given you a word, hold on to that word that God yes. God's given you. Because yes. there's times like, God, I don't know if I can preach, I don't know if I can speak. But Lord, I remember when you told me you said you were gonna use me to tell the people what they need to hear, but I yes. gotta first listen to you. So Lord, here I am, speak, for your servant is listening. And so in that, I'm I'm sitting there. And so I did five and a half years and I wasn't planning on coming back to Tupelo. Like I cut ties with Tupelo and I was I was done with it. It was my Egypt. And so on April 4, 2018, the Lord spoke to me as I was in a worship service. He said, Chris, I want you back in Tupelo. There's people in Tupelo I want you to reach. Mm-hmm. But you gotta understand at that point in time it was like it's like, man, I, I don't know. Like I, I've never I've never ventured out like that before I'm scared, all these other different things. And I'm seeking the Lord Lord, and wise counsel. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to re- like show me. Like, I don't have a job. I don't have a house. I don't have support. I don't have any of this stuff. And so I'm waiting on him to show me all this stuff. And then he takes me to Joshua 3, and he says, he reminds me of the story when the Israelites, the uh, priests, uh, were crossing the Jordan with the ark, and the Lord had told them, like, step out into the water. And then I'm going to part the water. And so many times we stay on the outside waiting on the water to part. And then we're going to get in. And the Lord says, you get in, in the water and then I'll part. It. That's right. And so when I stepped out and I moved back to Tupelo, June 17th, 2018, I met my beautiful wife, Kayla at the anchor church. And then we got married and we got, uh, we have a ministry now called a uh, way out ministry. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm that one that's, you know, radical for Jesus. And, uh, but but I say this as well, man. I, I'm still just like any of us, one step to going back to that Egypt. But yeah, if we're not absolutely. careful, you know, he says, Be careful that you stand mm-hmm. lest you fall. Lord, I need you more today than I ever did before. Forgive yes. me where I think I've made it and I've got here because I have it, Lord. And um and it reminds me, and I'll let you, Corey, tell us uh your part, but in Luke, Luke five, where Jesus is calling um where he's calling the, the uh, he, he picks some of the disciples. But anyways, he says, uh, I'm going to read it some real quick. Luke 5, starting at verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about to hear him the word of God, that he stood at the lake of Genesaret. And saw two boats standing by them. So here he is. He's on the side. And, man, so many people's coming around that he he don't have room to stand there. So then he saw these boats, and he has to get in this boat with these two fishermen. And saw two boats standing by the lake. but, But the fishermen had gone out from them, and they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught from the multitudes of the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. Come on now. Somebody say deep with me. (laughs) Deep, Deep. Deep. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Here's the thing about it. So many people, man, I've done tried church Man, I've done tried this, I've done tried all these Other different things, whatever the case may be And it's never worked for me before Well, I gotta ask you this question, was you in the boat By yourself, or was Jesus in the boat With you? (laughs) Because Simon himself Also known as Peter This was not the first time that he had ever Seen Jesus, matter of fact, he had seen Jesus teaching before, so he knew the teachings Of Jesus, matter of fact, as well Jesus had healed his mother-in-law So he even knew that there was some healing in there But he had never had a first-hand encounter with Jesus himself. Yeah, and so good. Jesus then got in the boat with Peter, and he was personal with him. Come on now. And yes. he and He made an <laughs> impact. And he said, he said, but I've done this all the time, but since you say so, come on now, at your word, I will put out a little bit deeper. And as you'll continue to read on, I'm not going to do it for time's sake, he put out a little bit deeper, and he pulled in more fish than he could ever contain, that he had to put it in both boats. And so the Lord, but here's the beautiful thing about it. Right after that, what did, what did, uh, Peter do he didn't jump up now like praise God yeah man no all these other different things he didn't he hit his knees he's like oh unworthy man am I like I realize who you are he had that moment in his life I'm a sinner and you're my savior that i could not do this thing on my own but yes. with you in the boat with me i can and it was at that moment that he didn't just like hey i got this no he was like i don't have it god and i need you more now than ever yes. and so maybe the lord has been bring, bringing some blessings into your life not every blessing is for just to say hey you're doing the right thing some of those blessings is like hey look i'm the one that's providing for you and sometimes we need to stop and be like okay god I'm sorry, I realize I can't do this thing on my own, and I need you. And that's what Peter did at that moment. And that was that moment that he went it all in. And I think finally when I allowed the Lord to get in my boat and me not trying to do my boat by myself, yeah, there was some change right then. And so that's just a little bit of my story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- that, that preacher's book. I'm yeah, telling you, we God. got it. It's easy. That was easy. good
0: right there. Man, <laughs> yes. we can go to the house Yeah, that was good.
2: That <laughs> I, I want to give a verse of Scripture with something you said right there. Somebody out there has got a word, and you're just hanging on to that word. I read this last week. This is in Psalm 105, 19, and it's talking about Joseph. Joseph had this word from the Lord, a dream in his heart, but he gets sent from you know, where he's at, sold into slavery, in the prison, and all that stuff. This is Psalm one hundred five nineteen. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Mm. You think about tested him, really, I used to think like in school where they hand you a sheet of paper and you get tested and you pass or fail. You get it right or you get it wrong. And and like they, they hand it to you and then they go sit in their teacher's desk. Yeah. But, but it's like tested as in refined. Mm. Like the Lord That's didn't good. leave. It just refines, and that's kind of what you were saying right there. And so, if you got that word and you just haven't seen it come to pass, just hang on to that word, right? Yeah, the Lord is refining. So and so, uh, what I love about hearing you guys, and and uh, for me, I hope that added value to you guys listening. I loved hearing that, that was, I, I, that was just so good. And I think sometimes what's so easy to get caught up in is hearing somebody else's testimony and start to compare and say, Well, man, mine's not as good as mm. that. Man, I don't, I can't do that because. I hear you guys and your story, and I see Jesus all over it. I grew up in church, and uh, I, I love Chris's story about addiction. I love, uh, and how he came out of addiction. And I love uh, how you grew up in a house that uh, you had a mom and a dad mm-hmm. that, that raised you. Well, that's neither one of them. that's my story, right? And so with Chris, uh, I was thinking about yours. Man, I've only seen marijuana four times in my whole life from a distance. You know, never even, oh, wow. you know, yeah. uh, never never even seen any other drugs ever yeah. on TV. Never had a desire to try them. I always thought I never considered myself very smart. And so I didn't want anything to alter my, yeah. th- what yeah. I actually did have. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I never had a desire for that. But <clears throat> I was raised in church. My mom and my grandmother raised us there. We had, a, had us there every time the doors were open. And uh, literally my grandmother had the key. So I had to be there, right? And so um, I remember we were having a revival service. One of those old school revivals were every night of the week. Oh, yeah. Had a guy come in, have no idea who he was, have no idea what he was saying. But, man, I could just feel something on the inside of my heart, like, just pressing me. I didn't know what in the world that was. And I was about eight years old. And so we leave the church and we get back home. And my mom and my brother's doing homework. And this was a very stressful time. There's a lot of yelling. Right, mm. a lot of a lot of screaming and that kind of stuff and so they're going back and forth. There's a bunch of crying and I'm just pacing back and forth behind my mom just trying to figure out what this feeling was on the inside of me. Oh, wow. And so I, I I'm right behind her she can't see me but I tap her on the shoulder and she turns around and says, "What? What is it?" <laughs> and I start describing this feeling and y'all she beginning to give me some language to what I was feeling. And she said, "Chris, I've heard you talk about it all of the time, but in Ecclesiastes it says that uh, it talks about that uh, he has placed eternity in your heart. Yeah. And then Acts 17 talks about that every, there's this groping on the inside of you, and that groping is for something, but it's not something, to someone. And what you're groping for, that feeling you feel is you reaching out to Jesus. Jesus That's right. is calling you. And Amen. so that night I gave myself, uh, you know, I, I submitted to the Lord. I got saved when I was about eight. and. Um, And it was good, man. I started hearing the voice of the Lord. Uh, I didn't really know it at that time, but man, I can look back over my life and Mm. over our marriage, and there's that song that says, "Evidence, the evidence of your goodness is on my life." Like, and it just as I start to think about some of the things my wife and I have seen the Lord just show up and do, is like it just blows your mind. Yes, like the goodness, like you just don't feel. Deserving or anything like that But it's not that It's like Man, you're a son yeah. Right And so I grew up Very conservative church And we knew about God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Bible Right We didn't mm. know much about Holy Spirit But I'm so grateful For my history With with the Lord And, um, and But in 2019 Things shifted for me mm. And so In 2019 I was getting ready For a speech I was doing a training With the team And we were going to be Talking about The mindset of a leader And I've done this training. I built this training, and I've done it several times before. But you know, I got to keep growing. I got to keep learning. I can't lead you tomorrow based on today's understanding. I got to keep getting better. Yes. And so I was reading a book called "The Power of the Subconscious Mind," and I was reading this book. And this book said, you know, you got a subconscious mind, and if you're dealing with a problem, then you can go to bed at night and hand this problem over to your subconscious mind, and your subconscious mind will give you the answer. And I was like, you know, that feels a little new-agey to me. Yeah, Something just does not feel right about that. And so I closed the book, put it back, and uh, Stamps, you and I have talked about it. We read multiple books at the same time. Yeah. And so I was reading another book at the same time called Success, God's Way by Charles Stanley. Oh, yeah. The same place I stopped at, he was talking about the same thing.
1: No way. I, no <laughs> way. Wow. Crazy. Wow.
2: I said... I, what, what I read, and this is no joke, the place I left off at, Charles Stanley said, the world's got a term called auto which is what I just described. Yeah. Hand mm. over to the subconscious mind. Yep. Mm. He said, the world's got a term called auto-suggestion, but if you're in Jesus, you've got the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you can go to bed at night, and you can ask Holy Spirit, and he will speak to you. And I said, yes. I believe that. Mm. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I, I went to bed. I, I fully believed. I had I didn't pray like the Lord speak to me. I just had this inner conviction that the Lord was going to speak to me. Yes. And I laid down, and I, I truly believed. And I said, I better get me a notebook and a pen. And so I got up out of bed. I put a notebook, in, <laughs> yes. notebook and a pen. And um, I I don't even know how you describe it. Uh, the language that I have for it is that I encountered the Lord. Yes. What you said, like Peter, he he had seen the Lord. But he encountered the Lord, and I yes. encountered the Lord. And I'm telling you, things changed like that. My marriage changed. Our kids changed. And, uh, like, we had great relationships or good relationships before then. It just went to the next level. Yes. I started praying for people, and people started getting healed. Yes. I started wow. having dreams and visions, and and the things that I dreamed about would come true. Mm. Come like, on. Mm. And and I would I would go out, and I would pray for people, and I would see healing emit- instantly yes. i'll start getting words for people i was like what in the world yeah. is going on here? <laughs> you know like what is this yeah and um man and, and just got got into a group that kind of started giving me some language for that and i've just seen the lord continue to move and move and move and power right. signs wonders miracles but what the biggest thing that i've 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 found uh, that changed is man my love for the lord and, and and capturing his heart for people yeah and when i read read this right here the word of the lord Things that I used to read, I felt like a hundred times, like, it's like I've, I've never read it before. Yeah. Like, he yes. just it reveals stuff. It was like, holy smokes, I know yeah. I've read that before. I yeah. did not see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, man, it's just a, a, a total game changer for me, and I, I know we're getting close on time, and so if you guys are cool... I would love just to read what I wrote right here. Yes, and, come on. And Snaps, so if you'll pray us out, because yeah. it goes into everything that we've been talking about, right? Yes. Like, yeah. I would rather be a slave in Egypt than to die in the wilderness. And so, uh, just going to read this real quick. Let me, let me say come something on, come on, real Chris, quick. Come on. No, you go
1: with it, brother. No, no. I just, uh, <laughs> for uh, somebody that may be listening, two things. One, uh, what, what I hear in your story, Corey, is that you were open. You were open-minded to, there. okay, maybe there is more. Because you've got to understand, I don't care where you're at in your walk right now, there is more, the Lord is trying to do more, and he's trying to show you more. But you've got to be the one. It's not so much that we don't believe. Because the Lord gives us evidence to see things and to believe it. But the question is, are you willing to believe? Are you willing to want to be able to see things in a different light? Because he he was at that place, and he could have closed his mind off to that Charles Stanley book. I don't even know about that either. But are you willing? Because I'm telling you, the Lord can do more than you can even imagine. Then the second thing I want to say is this. We all know because we uh, we believe in the Holy Bible and the Word of God. There's only one way to heaven, yeah. and that's through Jesus Christ. That's right. But there's many ways to Jesus. Whoa, hold on. What are you talking about, Chris? I'm talking about this right here. You're hearing three different testimonies yeah. where we met Christ in three different ways. His arm is not too small, not too short yes. to not reach you. Yes. He reached them in a specific way. I mean, he used literally a book like <laughs> to, to get his attention. Yeah. That And you may be a reader. You may not be a reader. Just understand this. Wherever you're at, it's not that you got to change something. Allow the situation and the circumstances you're in right now to allow God mm-hmm. to meet you right there, yeah. because He's trying to meet you right there to yeah. reveal some things to yeah. you. Man, that's so good.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You got anything? Else oh no, there? I'm mm-hmm.
0: just man. This is this has been good, and uh but I was gonna let you read what, because I I'm I'm like you, like the Holy Spirit he he deals with me and I have to wake up and just write stuff down. Have yeah. a pen and paper right there and just write it down cuz I know it's not me. And sometimes a lot of times when I'm preaching uh, I start crying. Yeah. And I was like, "Lord, you know, these people see me crying and all this <laughs> kind. Of, but it's because it's revealing yeah, yes. and how you can see it's him speaking." I'm like, "I can't speak like this." Now yeah. I stop I'm like, "Look, y'all, this ain't me. Yeah. I can't even think like this." Yeah. I said but just thank God that he He's uh he's so merciful that he stops by mm. and gives us a fresh word. Who mm.
1: am I that you're mindful of? Yeah. Me? Come on,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. So you mentioned tearing up. I don't know if you guys both do this, yeah. but you, you you get up there and you you're speaking or you're sharing something that the Lord has revealed to you, and and you you do that it yeah. captures you, but. The, the power of the word, but it's almost like the power of remembering the moment that he revealed it. To yes, you know that's exactly like, right. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, I, I'm I'm speaking this, but, Lord, I remember that time you showed it that's to me. That's exactly Man, something right. so personal. Mm, yeah. Man. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's, so right, Here, I'm going to read this super okay. quick. And so the Israelites, they were set free from Egypt, and the Lord took them the long way around. That's mm. what it says. He took them the long way around. Into the wilderness, and when they saw the danger, their hearts wanted to return back to what's familiar. Y'all, even if what was familiar had them locked in as slaves without freedom, see, Jesus came to set us all free. We're no longer slaves to sin. The jail cell has been unlocked and is wide open to step out, and as we step out, what happens is Holy Spirit begins to lead us through our own little wilderness as well, oh, killing yeah. off that
1: flesh. Mm, that's, good. that's good. Jesus
2: said to take up your cross and to follow me, to die daily to the flesh. He said if he who loses his life for my sake, you know yes. what? He will find it. The wilderness is where we go to find life, but it's also where we go to die. See, this is the journey from freedom, the promised land and the abundant life, but the flesh must die. This is the very uncomfortable and sometimes causes many to say the same thing the Israelites said. Wouldn't it be better to serve as a slave than to die in the wilderness? Come on. But but I like watching porn, (laughs) y'all.
0: Come on. You know, sometimes we say that.
2: Being real. Come Come on. on. I like watching porn. You mean I have to go confess that to someone? Man, I would rather allow that to be my master than to die of embarrassment here in the wilderness. Mm. But, but, y'all, I like numbing out my feelings of emotional pain, anxiety, shame, fear, and guilt with these drugs and alcohol. I, don't you know how hard it is to let go? Don't you know what they've done to me? Don't you know the mistakes that I've made? And that's wow, kind of what Chris was good. saying. Come on. It, it's better to not feel anything at all than to die in the wilderness and deal with the deep work. It's mm. just easier that way. Mm. And, so, and, you know, as I think about that, the list goes on and on for each of us, but how easy it is to want to turn back to what's familiar, even if what's familiar is our own prison cell. Yes. See, it's easier to step back into that cell than it is to walk the journey towards freedom, which takes a hard right turn into the wilderness where that flesh must die. Yes. And if I allow Holy Spirit to do his work, see, there's power in this work. There is freedom. Every single chain is removed. Rest is so sweet. There's no more striving or forcing mm. or making things happen. Weights of resistance are completely removed. The colors of the world are just brighter instead of shades of gray. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and abundant life and blessings beyond imagination. That is the fruit that we partake of Come on. on the journey on the other side of this wilderness. It's freedom to the fullest. Take the step out of the jail cell. Grab Holy Spirit's extended hand. Journey through the wilderness. Allow him to remove the chains that bind. Allow him to put his healing salve on those wounds of your enslavement. Allow him to replace anxiety with peace, to replace anger with joy, hate with love, pride with goodness, and fear with faith. The one who turns ashes into beauty that replaces mourning with the oil of gladness and takes off Mm. the spirit of heaviness and trades it out for a garment of praise. It's way better for us to die in the wilderness. And to step into our promised land, than it is to serve a master that only has one desire—to steal life away from you, kill off every dream and desire and purpose in which you were created for—and to destroy, you were created for life and life abundantly. So step in, and that's kind of
0: man, man. Uh, I just gotta add some claps on that, yeah,
2: because
0: <laughs> that—that was that was so good. I mean, seriously, um, core. I don't know if you mentioned this, but Corey has several books out, I and I uh, <laughs> i think you need to uh, bring those and just let people know what are those books that you got out, and you got a new one come out. Just let them know. We we got time for that, if
2: you. Oh, okay. Well, we, we ain't got to do all that, but yeah. So the first uh, first book I wrote was called Heart of the Father, and basically. So when we look at the heart postures of, of, we got a chaotic world around us, how do we engage with the world? It's not that we're supposed to be taken out of the world, but how mm-hmm. do we engage? And there's yeah. several heart postures we can take. I can numb myself, yeah. I can complain about it. Yes. I can, you know, do all this other stuff, but what does the Lord say? And so we talk about that. The second book I wrote is called Leading with Insight. And uh, what I love about that is we take a, a, a chapter of Proverbs, or a proverb a day, and we partner with a leadership principle. What's interesting about that is Solomon wrote most of all of all the proverbs. Solomon's dad, King David, had an affair with Bathsheba. The prophet comes to uh, David and says, "Hey, the baby's going to die." But you know what? And later on, he says, "You're going to have another son. His name's going to be Solomon. He's going to be king in your place." So think about this: from day one, when Solomon is born, he is taught how to lead a nation. Yeah, well, think about that trend. And so if you if you it's a different it's an interesting thing when you look at Proverbs through the lens of leadership. And so wow, that's what it is with that good. book. Yeah, that the is. third book that's about to be coming out is called Sinners in the Hands of a Merciful Father. And I'm just gonna read you the back of this book because one of the most uh, popular sermons ever written was called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And so uh, this is the back of the book. There's a difference between fear of the Lord and being afraid of the Lord. See so, you know, on July eighth 1741, Puritan pastor Jonathan Edwards preached a sermon that pricked the hearts of a generation. He titled his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. See, but, y'all, you know, his, message, his message was a word fitly spoken for his generation. God has a message for our generation. While his essence remains unchanged, he addresses our shifting society with a message that resonates today, emphasizing his attribute of being a good, good father. He is kind, compassionate, and merciful Father who desires to establish a personal relationship with each individual, desiring that none would perish. The reality and severity of hell 100% remain unchanged, but it's out of His love that He has provided a way out yes. mm-hmm. for us to have an intimate relationship with one who our souls yearn for. And that's what we talk about wow. in that book. Wow. It's that God's attribute of arms wide open.
0: Yeah. Well, definitely, um, I had to get those links so we can put that in mm-hmm. the uh, the YouTube so people can get a hold of that because that's some great inf- that's some great Holy Spirit information. Let me say it like yeah. that. And <laughs> wisdom um that is God has imparted in you and um I don't take those things too? like Yeah, I I am I'm I'm slowly in the back working on some stuff that God has been given. Amen. Uh but it's it's one of those things that he wake you up. Yep. He talking, why not write what he talking? That's what <laughs> I'm That's it, it's only so much our mind can can handle. But man, it's something when you can go back to something that he's told you before. And like I said, with the podcast, he had told me before time that this is what I want you to do. And I didn't know I was just buying equipment and that was like, Well, I got this and then when everything came to play, I already had everything. And all I had to do was just put it in place. There you so go. um But uh, this has been, man, this has been monumental to me because I think this shows a different side of us Mm -hmm. that uh, y'all see us a lot different how God has even connected us. uh, That um, I I just, the sky is not the limit. You know, I think that God has more for each and each, each every one of us, but what he's going to do. But what I like is I just enjoy the heart of, Corey and Chris like when we come in there's nobody's trying to say hey we're running this so we're trying to do this we're just trying to what what is God saying and so that's what we want to do but today I I think that uh we want to definitely end on understanding that it's time for you to get out of Egypt
1: come on
0: now come on uh but I don't have shoes don't worry he'll provide them but I don't have a map don't worry he has MapQuest, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, everybody else is going and I'm by myself. That is the perfect place.
1: Amen. Wow, that's good. You know, that's, that's a
0: perfect good. place that he can lead you out wow. um, and, and show you how powerful he is. So not only that you see his hand, but you can see his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that, his glory Um, and when we, we get to that place that we trust him, fully trust him as one of the books that I'm reading is, uh, kind of talking about, about that is we got to understand that our reality is in the unseen and the unseen is faith without substance is dead. Right. But we got to remember that what we don't see is really what is, what's eternal. So even though God is uh sometimes we want to make it tangible like we want to see everything but most of the time it can be something that's not un- that is unseen and I, so what I'm what I'm saying is I'm challenging you you can't go by what you you think or what you have seen in the past or well I don't know what this going to look like cuz if I would have done the same thing in these situations I don't know where I would have been right now right. you know or same thing with you or you, you take the book and just say you know what no this just it was the pizza i ate you know (laughs) so you know or any you know these things but it's the unseen world that is eternal and that's what we pulling from and that's why everything else is not working but his word is still here and it will never fail and it won't fail you. So as I get ready to close, I I just want you to just think, so what am what is my Egypt? You know, what what is my challenging moment? Mm. Well, today we, we pray that that God gives you that that opening awareness through his voice. You know, um what he tells Samuel, and uh he kept he was calling his name Samuel, Samuel, <laughs> and he thought it was Eli. Well, this is your moment, Samuel, that uh, he's calling on you. Mm. And what he's just saying is just say, I'm listening. Just say, I'm listening. That's the first start is I'm listening. So, Father God, we just thank you for this time to yes. just to come before you and understand that you are all powerful, all knowing. God, you have created the the beginning from the end. God, that means you understand what's going on even in the middle of where we had even in our life. So, God, today, God, we ask that we continue to hold fast, that we can be all in with you. Whatever that situation is, that the people that are listening, if, if it's marriages or are just even just people that are single, just trying to figure out who they are as uh, men and women of God, what do you call them? to be. God, I thank you that even their history is just a stepping stone to go into their future. So today, God, we ask that you give them the power and just the know how to hear you, but not only to hear you, but to even step and take that first step to what you've called them to be. And God, we thank you that you're changing things even through this podcast. God, you're changing people's of uh, their lifestyle. You're changing their appetites. God, that they long more for you that God. They get up at three and four o'clock in the morning. And they just love just to lay in your presence. God, I thank you that you even told us that in your presence, there's fullness of joy. So if there's fullness of joy, what we feel like we lack, God, as long as we continue to fight to get to your presence, we will be full. And God, we thank you for that. And God, I even pray a special uh, prayer over Corey. And even with this new book release, God, I thank you that it's going to even exceed his expectations. And God, not only that, God, we pray a special prayer even over Chris and what he's doing, even with the way a way out ministries. God, I thank you that you are even bringing people alongside of him to take pressure off in areas, God, that he can continue to. Push the word of what you've given him. Thank and, God, I thank you right now for that area, to what you're doing in that. And, God, so we, we just thank you for what you are to us. And, God, even what you have given me uh, for this podcast, God, help us to continue to grow in space. Help us to continue to grow in faith. Yes. And help us to continue to grow in grace. And if you uh, believe that, just uh, continue just to watch us, and just uh, you know, if if you see this is helping, share it. Share it with different people, and just we just want to get the truth out, you know. So we love y'all. My name is Michael Stamps, and this is
1: Chris Payne and Corey Lee,
0: and we love you guys, and we can't wait to see you next week.
1: Man, oh man, Ooh, y'all bless me, boy. Man. Right. That, now, now it's time for you to go and release some of that. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: they gotta fix that. I've gotta, uh, I'm serious, next one, we need, I need to figure out how to um, try to live some of this stuff, man. Oh, yeah. oh you just set up a phone. I, I, was, I was thinking about it, I need to just next time just set my phone up or something oh. and just do. Man, we can hit about four different lives, let too. Me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Y'all, let me check some, too.